The following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of My Talk 1071. What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here with us, your host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results, Miss Mimi Shoneman. Hello. Good Happy morning. show. Good to see you. Thank you for bringing in your friend from Cross Country Mortgage, Mr. Phil Olson, as well. Good morning. Let's get your NMLS number out of the way, please, Phil. NMLS 238103, company NMLS 30095 equal housing lender. All right. I know we are in the midst of the summer, so it feels very just steamy in general for all of us. Uh, but how does it feel for everybody out there as far as the real estate market here in the Twin Cities goes? I would say I would say in some instances it's steamy. Okay. And in some instances it's cooling down. Okay. All right. Yeah. Which we could stand a not we don't want it to go cold, but we could stand for it to cool down just a little bit so people have time to think a little bit, doesn't it? You yeah. know, I I so the way I feel about it is that over the last I think we all went into a period of shock. Yes. Fair and enough. for me that felt like that lasted about a month ish. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like folks are going They've kind of shaken it off a little bit and they're ready to face whatever reality is because the reality of the situation is, is that every 10 years or so your life is changing, right? You're in a different realm and people need to buy and sell real estate. They need to live places. They like to have control over their housing situation and the economy plays a factor. There's no question about it, but People are still buying and selling real estate. Phil? Yeah, I mean, uh, I totally agree with you. And I mean, the other factor, I think we've come to a new normal. Yes. Okay, kind Mm -hmm. of a new normal. Um, Housing market or or the markets, be it mortgage interest rates, they've they've flattened a little bit just over the last, oh, maybe three weeks or so. Okay. So Mm -hmm. we're not seeing that volatility of interest rates rising, you know, 1% in one full week. We're not seeing that anymore. Um, But, but the thing I think we are seeing is I think some of the homes that are in your upper brackets, right. uh, $600,000 plus they're starting to sit on the market a little bit longer. Uh, But yet I had a client, $385,000 house. It was in the South Metro. Mm -hmm. And that property sold in one day and it sold in a multiple, multiple, multiple offer situation. Right. So I'm going to tell you what I'm seeing when we're doing, when we're working with folks out there, is that you have got to position your house, no matter what your price bracket is, in the best possible light. Okay. Let me give you a for instance. So I literally showed the same floor plan to a client this weekend. Exactly the same. One of the properties was busting at the doors. People couldn't get into it fast enough. Okay. And then the other property was empty. And it was a little stale feeling. And that one had sat on the market for several weeks. And so... What was the major difference? Let's talk about the kinesthetics of people. Um, 
people like to feel and touch. Those types of people are very, very much visually stimulated. Okay. And some people have a hard time picturing things beautiful if they don't have that artistic ability. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does that if make they've sense? They've never done anything that was like take. You know, as I put it, making a caviar out of catfish. If they're yes. not those kind of people, then it's they very... can't imagine the potential of a thing, is yes. what you're saying. Yeah, okay. but th- then again, they may not have the financial capability either to, mm-hmm. to make that, that t- those type of upgrades. Or the patience to wait until they can. But, gotcha. you, know, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where you want to remind folks that, yes, this one is beautiful. And, yes, the other one is mm, a little bit on the not so beautiful side. Right. Mm-hmm. How, when you go to buy this house, it is a blank canvas. Right. The beautiful goes away. Mm-hmm. It's just the bones that remain. But but if I can throw something out there, if there was a fifty thousand dollar difference in price between those two properties, understand the one that maybe doesn't look so good mm-hmm. is going to be three hundred dollars cheaper on a monthly basis. Now, if we take that $300 and buy paint with it right. and, and buy some carpet with it, guess what? You can bring that house up to the same speed in one year's time, maybe. Right. Okay. And be just as happy. And have it be to your what your, what your tastes are. Let me say something. For those folks out there that are, are in this particular situation, bones matter. Absolutely. If somebody has smoked in a house, guess what? That can be fixed. Mm -hmm. That can be fixed. And I know it firsthand because my very first house had been a smoker house, but we did not know it until we did the final walkthrough. Mm -hmm. And I just about lost my mind. Right. Because at that point, do you pass on a perfectly good house? Because now, so then you call your realtor who tells you what the solution is? Mm-hmm. Get the fabric out of the house. Right. There's a product called Soilax mm-hmm. that was a miracle product. And we mopped those walls and watched the tar flow down. Yeah. And we painted. We took the wallpaper down, replaced the carpet. There's companies that can help you if you need to go and, and have that are, kind of thing. If you yeah. go, I can't figure it out. There are companies that, at, at not even at that expensive to come through, yes. take all of the yeah. odors out of a place. There, there's, there's a product called Kilds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kilds will literally take out almost all the, almost mo- almost all the moisture out of a wall and, and the smell in a wall. And then the other thing is, is people don't, you know, you walk into this house that's 100 years old and you walk down to the basement and it might smell. Right. Well, guess what? That's, that's not mold. That's mildew. That's dampness. It's called a dehumidifier. Mm-hmm. And you run a dehumidifier down there for two weeks, it will probably take out all the smell in that basement. Okay, so that's a probably. Yeah. I'm going to tell you from working out in the field for 16 years that people's biggest fear is water. Right. Huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge fear. Fear because, well, it's just Minnesota's wet. I wasn't talking water. I was just talking humidity. How, of course. But for somebody who's never owned a house, humidity might feel and smell like mold to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, you know, everybody, I'm not going to ever tell somebody 
that you're wrong. That's right. not mold. I'm not a mold specialist. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you and I have lived and we've been all three I've of us right it. around the block. I've exactly. seen days. It and I would never, ever tell a client to live in a house that has mold. Absolutely not. No, no, but never. we can tell you here's, a, who's, here's who can can diagnose that mold for you. And what do we do? Can be remediated. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got location, location, location happening for you, which is a great segue mm-hmm. into what we're talking about today, Phil. Absolutely. We are going to be talking about specific lakes, fishable right. lakes here. Hunting lakes. Hunting mm-hmm. lakes, fishable lakes, all lakes. And so um, we want you to call us with your lake questions. Miss um, Shannon. Right. How do they get a hold of us? Oh, you can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. All of those questions are uh, very appropriate today. Or if there's just something you've been sitting on, waiting for us to come throughout the week and go, oh, I, here's the reason why I say that, is that I know sometimes you go, hey, a question came to you on Wednesday and now it's Sunday and you want to ask us? Go ahead and call. Do you know, don't think that you have to wait just because we picked a different topic than what your question immediately is about. 100%. If you, if you ever had a loan turned down, okay, call me on that. Would love to hear that story. So, guess how many properties on Crow Lake are active and available with no contingencies, no nothing. They're ready for anybody listening to purchase. Where's Crow Lake? Crow Lake, some of the cities in that would be Brainerd, mm-hmm. Breezy Point, okay. Crosby, Cross Lake, uh, Maryfield, Niswa, and Pequot Lakes. Those okay. are some of the lakes in Crow County. Five. Phil? Mm, 87. 100 properties. Wow. Sitting there, okay. ding, 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. waiting <laughs> for somebody to love it. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Okay. So, what are some of the great things about that area? That also encompasses the whitefish chain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, beautiful lakes up there. Right. I live up there. Okay? No, you but, don't. Well, I live up in Walker. Okay, well, that's well, a that's, different county. But yeah. that's that's only a little bit. That's an hour out of that. I okay. do love taking my one of the one of the when I when we go on our, our walkabouts. I do love taking my son to Niswa. I love that little downtown Niswa area. Oh, yeah, there. that's a fun yeah. area. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. we've been going up there for years. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of like going to the fair every day. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like oh, okay. this is so neat but, up here. But mm-hmm. up there, you've got miles and miles of of trails. Right. You've got ATV trails. Mm-hmm. You've got snowmobile trails. You've got lots of public land because I take my boys up there hunting. Right. Um, you know, Leech Lake, third largest lake. That's Cass. That's a mm-hmm. little bit farther than yeah. the Brainerd area. But you've got Gull Lake. Yes. Okay. Which is a huge lake. Great fishery for walleyes. Northern Pike. Uh, also has some really good, uh, it is a panfish. Oh, okay. That, that lake does. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about the specifics of the whitefish chain. And then we're going to talk about some of the other counties that have a lot of available lakefront properties. We're also reminding you, you can be part of the show. Call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Remember, you can be part of the show. If you have any questions just been percolating in your brain, give us a call at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. We're talking about lake homes and second homes. I like when we talk about this because it gives people a chance to live aspirationally. Because sometimes you're so lost in where you are right now that you don't do enough 
thinking about what you could be doing next. And there's a lot of reasons why these second homes or these these uh, lake homes are good ideas, even if you're like, well, I'm, I work all the time. I'm not going to be able to go up there very often. What, what am I going to do? Setting this up right now, there's a lot of reasons why it would be in your 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 to benefit you by getting one of these homes, right? Well, well I tell you what, you know. So let's talk abundance thinking. Um, I think that for some people, when they hear lake home, they mm-hmm. think just for the rich, right? And, Absolutely, and that is not necessarily the case. Mm-mm. In fact, you can probably find a house up there that's far less expensive than homes here in the cities, right? Bill? I, I did a search here this week in multiple lakes. Northern Minnesota. <clears throat> I found properties from two twenty, oh, all the way up to three million dollars. Okay, all but, right. But I found a lot of nice homes that were between the four hundred to six hundred thousand dollar price range. Right, depending on what you really wanted, and it also really depends. You know, depends on the lake, mm-hmm. depends on how much shoreline, depends what's on the shoreline. But I also found houses that were right off the lake. Right. Gave you a lake view, and you still had access to a dock facility to park your boat. Yeah. See, so, I think that's more my speed. You know? Yeah. So for those that are going, well, it's out of my budget, that's not necessarily the case. And like Mimi said, there are properties that are actually cheaper up there, and your cost of living up there is much cheaper than living here in the metro. Especially for people that are doing that still, working mostly remote and those type of things. Why not have some peace and quiet as well? Exactly. Well, I'm just looking. So, you know, we have all of these printouts of all these different counties um, and lakes. And so I'm just looking right now on this spreadsheet that I have. So in Brainerd, for instance, I see something that's for two forty nine nine. Um, I also see one for two twenty four nine. Okay, um, but I, then you see them all the way up to one point four million. So it is a, like a huge spread, right. depending on what you want. And keep in mind, this spreadsheet is only for single family homes. They have townhomes and other types of properties up mm-hmm. there too. Um, and so, you know, this is affordable. And so, Phil, that's a, a really good way for, to break in. Let's tell folks. A little bit about some of the new news on second home financing. Well, I'll give you real quick. The old news about four months ago, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, remember we talked about it, came out and said they want to get out of the second mortgage uh, market. Right. So if somebody wanted to buy a house and put 10% down, you'd probably be looking at almost 7% on an interest rate. But there's a way to kind of beat the system. Okay. It's called a combo loan. I do a first mortgage for 60%. I do a second mortgage for 30%. Okay. First mortgage, 5.75%. Second mortgage, 4.49%. If you do a blend of both interest rates, you're probably coming in closer to almost 5%. That's almost a 2% swing for 90% financing for a second home. Now, why would I want to do that? Well, I'm only saving the client $600 a month in mortgage payment. The only difference is is I'm doing a first mortgage, I'm doing a second mortgage, and then they're coming to the table with their 10% down. Okay. Okay. So let's just kind of like go slow with this math. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So if somebody wants to do this as a second home, Mm -hmm. there's a 60 a 30, and then a 10. Let's yep. talk about the 60. What is that? That's the first mortgage. Okay. okay. Then the 30 is what? A second mortgage. And the 10 is what? 
The down payment. The down payment. Okay. So 10% down. Yep. They'll take a 60% first mortgage. In in tandem, they'll do yep. a, a second mortgage with 30 I'll do it, though. Yes. I'll, okay. I'll do the first. I'll do the second. Okay. Yes, of Cross course. country doesn't make any money on the second. Okay. We make our money on the first. I'll do a second. We're going to go to closing. They're going to have two sets of different loan paperwork. It's going to equal 90% of the value of their home. Okay. And they're still coming to the table with 10%. All right. It's a creative way because what happens is by going from a 90% loan to value to a 60% loan to value, you're clearing out 300 basis points in negative rate. Okay. All right. I think I understand so why we I'm do getting, it that way. I'm okay. getting, well, if I get you a first at 5.75 versus seven and an eighth, I'm saving you one and three eighths on that first mortgage. The difference is I'm going to go with the first, I'm going to go with the second, and now, because I'm at a 60% loan to value, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they love that loan. Okay. They All love right. that loan. They don't like it at 90% because, remember, they want to get out of the second home market. And you see, we talk about second homes. Here's the other thing, folks. This could be your primary residence. Right. Okay. You could sell here and buy your home. And when, because I hear people, I want to buy a second home and I go, what are you going to do with your primary residence? Oh, we're going to sell it. Well, then that, that becomes your primary residence. Right. Exactly. Or you could, after you've gotten into the process, decide that maybe you're going to Airbnb your primary residence that your first house that you're now going to rent or sell and use that as an investment property. And then Phil, let's talk about what, what buying up at a lake what, what does that look like if you make that your primary residence as far as financing goes? What's the minimum down? Minimum down is 3% down uh-huh. as a primary residence. But we've, we've talked about it a thousand times. The more money you put down, the better the interest rate, the better the terms are going to be. Okay. But because it's a primary residence... And oh, by the way, you could use a, a you could use that home ready product or that home uh, possible product and get reduced mortgage insurance and get a reduced interest rate as a primary. How do we know that that before we go to break? How do we? How do I? How do I, as the person that already owns a home, show that this is going to be my primary residence going forward? What information do you need from me so they know that I'm not just messing with the system? Okay. Well, if you're if you're a mechanic in downtown Minneapolis mm-hmm. and you don't you can't work from home. Okay. That doesn't sound to me it's not passing mustard. Okay. Okay. You're the journalist that works from home. Your laptop is your job. It could be in Hawaii or wherever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we get a letter or we show past experience that you're able to work from home. Gotcha. Or or we have a job here in the cities at United Healthcare, and United Healthcare has decided to transfer you to United Healthcare up in Brainerd. So now you know that, that that's the proof that I get. To, it it, it comes down to income and employment. Does it make sense? Okay. okay. So I want everybody to know how do you get information about lakes, lake financing, all of that kind of good stuff. You can text six five one five seven eight two two one eight. You can text the word lake. 
and one of us will get in touch with you to talk about what your specific needs are. And that number again is 651-578-2218. There we go. 651-578-2218. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. You can also call in with any of your questions. The number is 651-641-1071. Okay. So we did promise to give a little bit of data on the Whitefish chain. And so that is about two and a half to three hours away from the cities. Okay. Okay, So that's the first thing. And they've got amazing, beautiful lakes, uh, really cute little shopping areas. The area is about how how big is that area, Phil? It's pretty pretty small town. Well, the area is 7,714 acres. Oh, you're talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's. The lake is twenty seven thirteen in acres, but okay. but what's really nice about that lake is, believe it or not, it's got a eleven point two feet water clarity level. Oh, okay. Wow. So the water is extremely clean. It's not in, all reeds and no, muck. No, okay, no, mm-hmm. okay. So the Whitefish Lake chain is the site of a major DNR walleye egg take station. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Um, lots of good fish up there, Phil. So I'll let you t- you share with some of the fish since you're a fisher guy. All right. Well, you know, for those that that want it, you know, whitefish. You can fish for whitefish because the depth goes down to 138 feet. Okay. All right. Uh, great largemouth bass, northern pike. Uh, northern pike. They did. Uh, it was uh, testing here in 2018. Your average fish is 26 inches plus. Okay. Okay. That's that's a nice fish. <laughs> so okay. that's where all the people uh, that I run into on my dating app and there's just dudes with fish, they're probably up there. <laughs> I'm all like, <laughs> move around. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> what kind of lure are you using? Huh? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of that, Phil. Okay. So let's just stop. Um, speaking of lures. Yeah. Okay. Phil is for real a fisher guy. Right. Yeah. Um, fisher hunter dude. Yeah. yeah I okay. Like so it. what what lure would you recommend for folks to oh. use for walleye in the whitefish chain i would probably recommend a lindy rig okay all right and uh with no spinner on it i would probably go with a red hook okay probably a number probably a a small real small with either a leech i'd go with leech or a night crawler and if you're going to go with the night crawler then you're going to have to have a what's called a double rig i'm really enjoying this Uh, i have no idea what he's talking Um, about but it sounds fantastic i would would go with a five foot snell okay all right and then your your lindy (laughs) sinker would need to be dependent on depth and and as far as is what kind of chop is on the lake now this chop does that mean the way the wind the water's moving Water chop. Okay, that okay. I know. Okay. I knew that. So, All right. What what kind of test for your line do you need? I well, if I'm fishing for walleyes, I'd probably go with six pound. Any okay. brand that you recommend? Stren. Okay, and what okay. kind of rod do you use? I would probably go with a Saint Croix. Probably go with a seven and a half. Okay. Foot medium, medium. Uh, it is walleye rod, and I'd probably go with a Daiwa. Uh, spinning reel. Oh, the reel. Awesome. That was my next question. Daiwa. Yeah. Okay. So this is a perfect uh, example of why you might want to podcast our show. <laughs> yes. Because all of that, yeah, that I was... know what to buy. Now, now, and it, are, are you wanting me to tie knots now, too? Lord. <laughs> next segment. Next okay. segment. Okay. okay. That was, I, I mean, we've been doing this show a long time. That is literally the most excited i have seen you ever feel when she's like hey tell me about all your rods and you're like uh, I, I know all about the rods. Tell you that was great 
Yes, I enjoyed that Matter greatly. Matter of fact, people come up to my lake place and they yeah. look at all the rods and they go, wow, I'm walking into a bait shop. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though, because I'm like, I, and I'm. it's nice to know you have that friend that if I go, hey, I just want to start, tell me what to get oh, so I, I don't waste yeah. a bunch of money. You'll tell me where to start. I, I love have it. friends come up to the cabin and I say, bring nothing. Okay. Bring nothing. That's great. I've got it all. Now, what, what are we fishing for? Right. <laughs> well, while we're at it, one mm-hmm. last plug. What boat do you recommend for folks to fish walleye out of? Oh, what brand boat? Well, I have a Ranger, and I'm 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 sorry, I love my Ranger, but guess what? Lund makes a a great eighteen foot, eighteen half foot uh, boat. Boat really has to determine based on what kind of lakes are we going to fish for. Oh, okay. If we're going to fish a really small lake that doesn't have a big chop, mm-hmm. all right, and maybe it's really shallow, then maybe maybe a, a duck boat, okay. a flat boat would be better for you. Okay. If you're going to fish... But a boat is important. Oh, a boat is <laughs> extremely important. But you can catch sunnies off of a dock or off of well, the shore. Well, you can catch them off of a pontoon. There you go. And that's you know, a boat. That is a all boat. All right, so I'm just going to conclude this whole little specialist See, I was just a segment. canoe person i don't yeah. know about that i don't Have know if you can boat. do a canoe what real uh, I, no, I, I, so. I had no clue i had to bring in my tackle box today <laughs> <laughs> so anyway I have spent probably Cross Lake is the lake that i have spent the most time on since oh. i've lived in minnesota sure um and the snowmobile trails in the winter are amazing, right. as are most of the snowmobile trails yeah. throughout the whole state. So anyway, we're a fan of whitefish. And if anybody wants to get lake information, no matter what lake you are interested in, you can text lake to 651-578-2218. All right, Phil. So we're going to talk a little bit about making either your current house an Airbnb or making your lake house an Airbnb. Okay. You can you can do both. Just I mean, on a primary residence, all right. Uh, you could Airbnb it. You could Airbnb it up to fifty percent of the time. Okay. Same with a second home. You could Airbnb it. And what is Airbnb? That that is you renting out through the Airbnb company, or you can or do, it on, do it on do it on yeah, do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. You're going to rent your house out for a week. Now, the standard rent for a house up on up on Leech Lake, Brainerd Lakes area, twenty five hundred dollars a week. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's ten thousand dollars in a month. Right. If your mortgage is twenty five hundred bucks a month, you Airbnb it for a month. You're good. Well, that mm-hmm. takes yeah. care of four months. Yeah. Now, I did some numbers. I could get into the weeds with the numbers, but I did a $400,000 purchase. You have 20% down. If you airbeat and beat it 12 weeks out of the year, your standard mortgage payment would be about $2,357. Okay. But you Airbnb it four months out of the year, it converts your mortgage payment from $2,357 to $782 a month. Is that an option if you're going, I want to retire and live primarily out of this area? This is the way you make a lot of space. You catch up on that mortgage real quick and get it all paid down by the time you move into retirement. I've got clients that own properties in northern Minnesota, and they spend half their year in Arizona. Mm -hmm. They Airbnb both of their properties. Arizona, they Airbnb their property here in Minnesota. Basically, they call Airbnb after they're done at their cabin for the summer. Mm-hmm. They go, okay, 
rent it out. Guess what? I've got one client that makes, on average, I believe about $30,000 a year. That's after all expenses. That's after all mortgages. Mm -hmm. They're pocketing $2,500 a month just from them renting out their second home. And, I mean, think about it, folks. If you're going to buy a second home, but you're only going to use it 12 times a year, that's that's one of the downsides of a second home. People say, well, I won't be there enough. You don't have to be there. Right. Now, the key is, though, if you're going to buy that second home and it's an association, you better make sure that you have the ability to Airbnb the property. Right. 100%. Mm-hmm. Check on your your municipalities and make sure that what the rental laws are. Right. Uh, make sure that you're going to some of the, the meetings that they have. Absolutely. And making sure you're seeing what's coming down the yeah. road because communities are starting to re- tighten up so much of that. Tighten mm-hmm. it up. Uh, it's, it's private property laws that I have a problem with. Yeah. I don't think government should be in our private property owner's business. Um, I think you should fight that, actually, in your communities. Uh, make sure that you're attending some of these meetings and letting government officials know so that you have that, options, that you mm-hmm. have options, mm-hmm. that this is you, you own this. You have personal property ownership rights. Mm-hmm. But make sure you do know before you try to think you're going to be able to rent it out for six months and then you buy it and then you find out that you can't. You know, the, the, the other thing we've talked about hunting and fishing. But how about yep. those folks, and I see them all the time, your ATV groups. Uh, they gotcha. got the mm-hmm. razors. Yep. Okay. They've got the ATVs. They're going, they're going, it's mudding. Okay. Yeah. I've got another client. The house is not on a lake, but it's close mm-hmm. to the ATV trails. Fair enough. And he is able to Airbnb his property two months out of the year. He makes money. And guess what? The number of people you should drive up north and see the trailers that are just full of ATVs. So people aren't just going fishing and hunting. They're going ATV and they're even using them in winter. Okay. I was thinking about getting one and then I'm going, can I put a plow on it in the winter to make up for the fact that I have it? And then I'll take it up there in the summer is what I was going to do. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise I'm going, well, it'll just be sitting around on something like, oh, wait, you can use this to plow in the winter. Then it's cool, and I'll just use it in the summer. Mm -hmm. There you go. Phil, okay, so since we've gotten into the conversation of ATVs. Yes. (laughs) I I particularly have an affinity for Can-Am. Yeah. Phil, could you elaborate on your personal opinion of particular ATV brands that you love, and why do you love them? Here we go. I love Polaris, Mm -hmm. and I have a Polaris ATV. And it's a three-person ATV, and it's an all-purpose. It's got a big bed on the back. I use it in the yard. I use it to go fishing. I use it to go hunting. Um, why do I like Polaris? Minnesota company. Yeah. Okay. Been around forever. Good people. Good people. Good people. And they've got a great guarantee. And they have cute clothes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Really yeah. cute clothes yeah. for the winter. Yeah, the helmets are outstanding. <laughs> really, really good. Yeah. Fashionable. Yeah. And Miss Shannon, you know, you yeah. would be look really cute in one. Oh no. I I've looked at those Polaris ones. Yeah, you know, I've seen those. I was like, yeah. ooh, that one looks dope. I like uh-huh. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. This show has really gone a different direction today. Well, no, I, well, like I mean we're talking about what we do is we provide resources listen yeah. there's there's land out there for hunting folks 
If oh, you, Thailand. If and I'm you, not a hunter, but I like an ATV. Listen, yeah. I'm like, I will. I like. I like the trails. I like doing that kind of stuff. And so, even if you're not a hunter, there's still a lot of fun to go out there and do it. Obviously, you need to be safe about it. Now we're talking about gear and what you want to do, but there's lots of ways that you can utilize your ATV. Yes, and so for those those folks out there that are interested in land, hunting land. All you have to do is text the word LAND to 651-578-2218. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available as a podcast. Just go to our website, mytalk1071.com. Use that keyword, Red Hot. Here with my good friend from Cross Country Mortgage, Mr. Phil Olson, and of course, Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results on the Red Hot Real Estate Group. So we've been talking a lot about lakes. Um, no matter where you want to be, mm-hmm. lake, land, uh, ocean, <laughs> right. over in another country, we can help you with REMAX results. So if you have any questions about property, if you're thinking, I don't want to be here anymore, I want this is, this is where I'd rather be, just let us know by sending us your information to the number we've been talking about all show long, 651-578-2218. That's a phone line and also a text line. But if you're interested in financing, you can reach Phil Olson by your phone number, Phil. 651-238-6748. And folks understand, yeah, I'm licensed Minnesota, Wisconsin, but I can help you in the whole United States. A hundred percent. Okay. So we've been talking about lakes kind of up north. Right. But mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about some of the lakes that are available that are closer to town. Okay. All right. So in Anoka, Chisago, and Washington counties, Currently, right now, there are 61 available lakefront properties. And we're talking from towns uh, such as Andover, Chisago City, Forest Lake, Lindstrom, uh, Matamidi, Marine on St. Croix, uh, Scandia, Rush City, Stillwater, Woodbury. There's lakes in all of these towns. That's why we're the 10,000 Lakes right. State. Um, also, too, uh, out west in Hennepin and Carver County toward Lake Minnetonka, you've got a ton of also lakefront properties, 75 different ones to choose from. Uh, so no matter where you are looking in the city, you can reach out to us and we can help you get a private showing in any one of these properties. Phil, I think it's a good time for us to talk a little bit again, just to remind folks that may not have heard it, some of the new financing that you have that is better than what the, that what's been available before because of the different changes that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have made. Well, the, the one thing we were talking about is what's called a combo loan. And there's not a lot of loan officers, I'll just be honest with you, they're not going to be that creative. Right. They're going to just... I'll go, okay, you're putting 10% down. Here's here's what you're going to get for an interest rate with 10% down. I'm going to get real creative. I'm going to get in the weeds with you. Right. And I'm going to try to come up with some, you know, options, okay? Mm-hmm. And a combo loan is a great loan. It's really a first mortgage. It's a second mortgage. It's the same thing, folks, all right? But if I can make your payment $500 less a month, right. all right, and the financing is strong financing, that would be the reason that you want to call me. That would be your call to action is mm-hmm. for those out there wanting to buy that second home. And guess what? You're working with somebody. That's okay. Call me. Let's Let get me, a second opinion. Let, yeah, let's absolutely. get a second opinion. Okay, Phil. Uh, you had a really cute story uh, that you were talking about during the break about how you help somebody with an existing property 
and you helped them get a bridge loan where they were able to make a non-contingent offer, which we all know is superior, and then they were able to convert that into a cash offer. Talk about that story. Yeah, the client wanted to buy a property in northern Minnesota, wanted to buy the second home, but they called me and they said, I'm cash strapped. I, I mean, I can't, I can't even put down 3% down. Well, I talked to her to find out that her house was free and clear. I found out that the house was worth $600,000. I go, you've got 500000 we can put down. She goes, what do you mean? Right. I go, I'm going to borrow against your home with a bridge loan. I'm going to get you this $500,000 line of credit. You're then going to make an offer on this $500,000 home up in northern Minnesota. And you're going to be a cash offer. Mm-hmm. She goes, I can do that. I go, yeah. Mm-hmm. And guess what? She got the house. Wow. And then turned mm-hmm. around and sold, sold that home. She then She's in the process right now of getting her house ready for sale. Uh, the bridge loan is good for 12 months. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So she's in the process of getting her house ready to sell. And then she's going to just take the sale proceeds from her home and pay off the bridge loan. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And for, for folks out there that are listening to this, imagine the different scenarios that you could put this application to. So many opportunities uh, for the folks that I talk to that are, are wanting to downsize. Right. And, you know, you're you're afraid because you've got so much stuff and you've mm-hmm. got to go through the stuff and you don't know how to do that. While and you're you, not sure what well, you want to keep and what you don't. Yes. Yet. And mm-hmm. you don't know how you're going to make how you're going to manage the same thing at the same time. Let's have a conversation about how you could utilize a bridge loan to go ahead and get to where you need to go and then take that 12 months and then clear that house out and then put it on the market. Right. There's still an incredible demand for properties. We have still less than 1.2 months of inventory. Normal is between five and six folks. Still, still very much a seller's market. I mean, I mean. This is a way you help Mimi sell sell your home and get max value for that property. Because if we move everything out of your house, now guess what? Now we can get that inspection done. We can get the things fixed. It makes life easy. And even though we, and even just this, we started the show talking about how some people are not creative enough to imagine what it looks like. Imagine you, I mean, take that to the next level. Your stuff in that makes them less creative in seeing what their stuff would look like in there. So even if the place is empty, you're still doing yourself a favor. You know, I had a showing with a client that was a very nice house, very nice neighborhood, but inside it was dated. And what they said to me was this house feels like a cabin. Interesting. Now, now that house, if it had been empty and it had been staged with contemporary Uh, furnishings might have made a huge difference you know as far as you know people say but phil the the housing market is slowing down yeah it is it's getting back to a normal okay but houses are still selling the housing market is not going to crash the mortgage market is not going to crash and they're predicting for the next four years even in a recession Property values are going to go up four to four and a half percent annually for the next four years. And you might go, well, why is that, Phil? Because right now there's 3.1 million units short houses, apartments that are short in the United States. Right. And oh, by the way, builders can only build 400,000 units per year. 
So it's going to take seven years to reach equilibrium. Right. Now, um, before we hit the break in Michigan, I want to remind everybody how they reach us, 651-578-2218, with any lake, land, or any type of real estate information that you're looking for. Phil, your favorite lake is Leech Lake, which is, of course, where you bought your property. Let's tell everybody the highlights of Leech Lake. Uh, Third largest lake in the state of Minnesota, and to imagine a lake that has 232 miles of lake shore. Wow. Mm -hmm. Average depth. Okay, or your maximum depth, believe it or not, in Walker Bay is 150 feet. And Walker Bay is just one of the bays of Leech Lake. Um, You've got water clarity. The water clarity is awesome. It's 12 feet right now. But there's a downside to that water clarity. And what I'm going to tell you right now is Leech Lake has zebra mussels. Oh, And the zebra mussels, believe it or not, have improved the water clarity of the lake but at the same point in time, it has made it more difficult to fish because the fish can see you in 12 feet of water. Oh, okay. Yeah. So well, now I just made the, the fish more wide. But it's wily. probably yeah. great for scuba diving. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you, you go just... out to Submarine Island. Oh, okay. And if you drop it, your phone, you could probably see it. Probably. Okay, at least for a while. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Phil... I think that it's been really good information about, especially, you know, knowing that you could buy a home like that for as little as 3% down. I think that that's new information. I think that a lot of folks think that they can't do it unless they have 20. And so that is absolutely not the truth. How about 0% down? And even zero for our USDA and VA clients. I mean, and so would a USDA loan work in Leach? Sure. Oh, I mean, okay. it, all, it all depends on their income. And your county limits. I'm pretty okay. sure Ms. me and Miss Shannon are going to be up there on your boat looking for property. In exactly, Leech. doing some we're, snorkeling. We're going to yeah. do the zero percent <laughs> right. down opportunity, like and then we're going to Airbnb it half the time. I love that idea. Yeah. I well, think just, just remember, you've got a county income limit and the, the client's income limit, and with the USDA loan, it's family income. Phil, so remind it's a total every, combined a- income. We got to wrap up. Remind everybody where they can get a hold of you. Yeah, call me at six five one two three eight six seven four eight. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure and check out our podcast, Keyword Red Hot. Coming up next is our good friend from Katie K9 coming up next here on My Talk 107.1.